0: Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy. Discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up.
1: All right. Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. Hey, Jake, how you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. How are you, Randy?
1: I'm doing good. It's uh, another beautiful day here in Seattle. And I was doing a little thinking about um, you and I and our history together. And I had this question for you. So how many world championships do you think we've played in together?
0: <laughs> okay, so certainly you've already counted this up and you know the answer. So this is a real test of my memory here, right? Yeah,
1: Well, <laughs> fun, I was just I was kind of amazed at how many times we've actually played together. And time flies when you're eating ice cream.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> wonder eating ice cream. Only if you like it.
1: <laughs> well, I obviously I do. <laughs> I wouldn't be here with you.
0: Uh, okay. Let's see. Two thousand three, two thousand five, two thousand thirteen. Was there one before
1: that? I count oh. five. I count five years that we've okay. competed at Worlds together. Two thousand sixteen with Ryan. Couple with Ryan.
0: And the other one, yeah, 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 2013 with Ryan. So I got five.
1: Yeah, so I was kind of amazed that we've spent five years together at Worlds here and there competing. It didn't seem like that many, but that's why I say time flies when you're eating ice cream because it's always been a joy. so
0: Yes, it has always been a joy. Putting routines together with you is always an adventure. Oh,
1: (laughs) adventure, yeah.
0: Stuff going to come out of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what do we have on the docket today?
0: Uh, well, today we are continuing our conversation with Ilke Simon. Uh, she is going to start us off talking about women and freestyle. So let's uh, tune in and give a listen.
1: So this sport has many more men than women in it. And so how has this affected you with that being the case?
2: Mm, I didn't care so much about it, to be honest, um, because I I started playing with friends and I didn't really care so much uh, if, if like my friends were male or female. So it was kind of more like, of a friendship thing. And then I met other nice people. And they were also sometimes male, sometimes female. But yeah, there was not so much uh, an issue for me.
0: Do you feel like there's any skills that men or women have that are unique?
2: Mm, I don't really believe so much in this binary system. Okay. I mean there are like so many in betweens and um nah, and I also don't believe that women play this way or should play this way or should smile more or uh, all these things. Um, yeah no, nah, that's that's I kind of think we should less look on this and um, more concentrate on, on other things. I don't know than than gender or sex. If people tell me, like, how can we get more women into the sports, like my first question would be, why? Why do you want to have more women in the sports? And I, uh, I'm, I'm curious about the response. So why do you want to have more women in the sport? And then my answer would be, don't make them feel being different. You know, because you have similarities. I mean, you found like out so many similarities between me and Jake today. You know, there can be like so many similarities on different levels. So what what pulled me into the sport, I think, was that I had the feeling that it wasn't so important if you were male or female, if you're old or young, if you're a beginner or an expert, but that everyone can play together and you don't have to feel like the other one. And that's, that's what I like about it. And I think then uh, women are... Uh, people of color or uh, f- whoever you want to have in the sport come themselves because they they come to a group where they can feel they, they are not different and they are part of that group.
1: So there aren't very many women as compared to men in sport of freestyle. So is there some of that dynamic happening where we're not aware that we're not allowing women to just feel equal?
2: Mm, yeah, I mean, of course, there's... I mean, I think it's a structural problem, not like only in Frisbee freestyle, but in general, I mean, it's a, it's a problem in society. I mean, we live in a sexist society, in a racist society, so that affects every one of us. Um, but of course, there are like little things. I mean, we have, um, we play women or mixed and then I was on two tournaments where uh, the women or the mixed category, only the first one got a award and the second and third didn't. But in open or co-op, um, everyone got an award, like first, second, third. I mean, like little things like that. That is the only thing which come in my mind now, like where, where I think, OK, okay they were, was made a different but, in general, I think it's hard it's hard for women sometimes to do sports at all. Well, if I remember my childhood, it was like hard to go on the soccer field because it was crowded by boys, and they told you, you are not as good as as we are. So it's like a long story of experiences where um, girls are are told that uh, they are not as good as the boys. So I think it's not only about frisbee, but if there's a group of only women, um, maybe some some women feel more comfortable to go into it because uh, you know of these experiences. And uh, yeah, I don't know how to change it really. I mean, for my story, it was changed because just people came to me and gave me the feeling I'm 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 wanted. You know, people want me in the sport, and they don't care um, how good I pe- uh, perform, or they just want want to hang out with me, and they don't want me in the sport because I'm a woman, but they, they want me because they were interested in me as a player or a person. Some people just don't start playing because they have the feeling we are a kind of closed group. We jam together and they are standing at the side, but you don't really go to them or invite them. Maybe because also because of time. I mean, I have to 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 look uh, to to self reflect me because I do the same thing. I don't have much time anymore. So if I jam, I'm I'm not in the mood of going to people and teach them or you know feel them feel make them feel welcome or anything, because I just in the moment I think about myself because I haven't jammed the whole week and just this is my holy hour. And, yeah, that's kind of a problem if you're not a student anymore, I think. Like in the past, I, I did that more. And, uh, we-
0: okay. So let's expand kind of on that, that topic of new players and growth. So what would you like to see for the future of Freestyle Frisbee? And how do you think we can get there?
2: Mm, I kind of already answered that question. Um, I really like the friendly atmosphere. And my first aim is to to keep that, (laughs) to to have this um, welcoming atmosphere. And I think that's going to attract people. So um, making the scene grow by inviting people who stand at the side and make them feel, yeah, you're welcome and we're going to teach you.
0: Do you think there's any coordinated projects that we could do that might make that happen?
2: No, I think every every one of us has to work on that.
0: Oh, it's just honest. an it's just an individual organic thing where we all have to yeah. be more inviting. That makes ask, sense. Ask ask the beast. Yeah, it works for him. Yeah. <laughs> it really does.
1: Yeah. And the thing is that he doesn't compete. So maybe it's the competing thing that's getting in our way.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah ask the Karlsruhe guys too. I mean, they have a pretty nice way of yeah, getting people into the sport by by teaching them by putting a lot of effort into it.
0: So Ilka, do you have any thoughts on indoor versus outdoor competitions?
2: Ooh, it's an emotional topic for Randy. I'm. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I really love to be outside, and I also think that frisbee is a kind of outdoor sport. Um, I I think we should only go indoor if the weather conditions are uh, not fair for all the players. Like if the wind is changing a lot or it's raining or whatever. But otherwise, I think um, outdoor is is nicer. I agree that indoor um, people have a better performance. Me personally, I play better indoors and that um, I had my best uh, tournaments indoor, but but I kind of don't like the idea that Frisbee becomes an indoor sport just uh, because it's also a challenge to play with the wind and um, I, I kind of see it as part of the game.
0: Yep, makes sense. I well, mean, I've, one of my perspectives has, has been uh, the wind separates the really good players from the good players. So when you get outside and you get in these different conditions, you, you really find out who can deal with the different conditions.
2: But it's just um, to be, yeah, I, I, we once uh, went inside in um, Bratislava in 2009, it was wonderful weather, really wonderful weather, but the wind was not stable. I mean, some teams had no wind at all, some teams had stronger wind, so we decided to go indoors, and I uh, liked the decision, um, because then it really is not fair anymore.
1: I think there's a couple different conversations that are going on here because I do agree. I think you can go outside and if the conditions can really expose the depth of your skills. So that can really be a differentiator and like, oh, you can handle any condition. But my argument is that it's a competition and people are preparing and planning specific things and outdoors can totally turn that upside down. So I don't think it is is a true indicator of who has the deepest game um, and I think indoors is about competition and outdoors is just a different experience. Um, but so. you could
2: have plan A and plan B. I mean, um, kind of having, and you probably will have that. I mean, um, thinking, okay, we could do this angle throw if, uh, there is no wind, but if there's wind, we do this control move. And so you have plan A and plan B, or you, you know, I don't know. I think you can have a good routine outside. I see advantages and disadvantages. I would not complain going in a gym ever if the organizers decide to do that. But I I really think the organizer has to decide that in the end on saying what he or she want to do.
1: So I would like to see an indoor worlds happen in the winter. And I'd like to see an outdoor worlds happen in the summer. And I I can see that happening. That would
0: be pretty cool.
2: Are you planning something?
1: Well, maybe.
0: (laughs) I have to coordinate the release of this episode with your master plan.
1: Yes, yes, my diabolical master (laughs) plan. There will be 30-second routines indoors with $10 million at stake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If there's $10 million at stake, I'll be there.
1: (laughs) See, it's already working. It's already working.
0: (sighs) That's funny. Yeah, it's an interesting topic. I I definitely have mixed feelings about it. I think people play better indoors. All, all, all the events that I've been to, uh, when it's indoors, more teams play better. Uh, which, and I, I hate it when it's outdoors and people are just struggling because it's you know, the audience sees it and they think, oh, those are world champions and they can't keep it in the air, they can't catch it. What's going on here? Mm, yeah. But at the same time, there's outdoors is that's where frisbee is. There's so many skills that you can't do indoors that you can do outdoors only in the the kind wind. So
1: we no lose something. It. Yeah, and I and your point. There's so many worlds that have happened within the last ten years where the conditions were just horrible. And Riccione was one where I had that exact feeling where we had all these people that were around in this beach. Format in this in the beach uh, environment, and yet they're watching the world championships. And I think the winning routine dropped like ten times or something. It was like this is the world championships, and so that's the other thing. I think execution also drives the boat a lot there too, and that you're more willing to go for it indoors than you are if the conditions are a little bit variable outdoors. You play safer.
0: Yeah, you have to if you want to get the catches. So, Ilka, when you compete, do you focus on any one category in particular?
2: <clears throat> do you mean in preparation or when I'm on the field? Uh,
0: in preparation.
2: In preparation. Well, um, I like to show a lot of variety. Um, I, I like to concentrate on that, to uh, don't do the, the same thing all the time. And teamwork, um, that uh, both people have kind of the same um, amount of playing. And um, yeah, music. So it's more artistic impression i look on. But if I said that, then people think I look on form, and I I'm, I'm not yeah, I don't look so much on on the on my form. <laughs> so that would not be true. But on some elements, an um, artistic impression I look on it. And I I like to tr- to try stuff. Um, if like trying something new from time to time um, where I'm not sure if it could work out but I like the trick so it's also like kind of difficulty and variety.
0: So do you have a favorite trick?
2: Um, from the ones I can do? Um, yeah, I I like the um, spinning reverse guiders. Yep. I kind of am I'm always happy when I catch it so
1: I do it every time. <laughs>
2: it's kind of an adventure to do it. Never what about
1: that. Sure. <laughs> what about that move you do? It's like you go from a bad attitude swoop to a crow or something like that. Yeah, Is that
2: my, my death crow.
1: <laughs> what do you call um,
2: it? I call it death crow
1: because death someone crow. once
2: yeah, someone once told me that when I do a scag for I will really uh uh, kind of angry face. So someone once said, I think it was Junk or Murdy said, uh, yeah, that's the death crow. And um, so when I was able to name one, I, I thought, okay, let's do it. Because I've never seen it from everyone else. So I don't know if I invented it, but uh I once did it at Frisbee, I did it only in jams before, and I did it at Frisbee, and people reacted really positively on that. I didn't think it was, like, so special, so, and then I realized, okay, people think that's a special move, so I I still do it, because Scarecrow and Bad Attitude Delay are two things I like to do, but it's not my favorite move. Um, Yeah, well, I would
1: say you invented it, because I've never seen anybody else do it, so I think that is the epitome of inventing something, if... Yeah, that's cool. I
2: wasn't sure. I never, you know, couldn't really believe that I actually invented something. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. What I like about it the most is that it's so surprising. You're doing that delay and all of a sudden it's in your hand for the scarecrow and you just have no idea that it's about to happen. It's really cool. I think that surprise is what gets everyone to react the way they do.
2: Yeah, maybe I should stop doing it now and um, do it again in five or six years. So (laughs) (laughs) So it's more of a surprise. Stay surprised. Yeah.
1: All right, Okay. here's a question for you. What three players would you bring with you for a dream jam on a hard-packed beach with seven to eight mile an hour winds?
2: Well, I can't imagine a dream jam with four people. Back to to the uh, older conversation. Can I bring two? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I like players who make other people look good. So, um, you know, if you have more uh, concentrating on the disc having a good flow and um, yeah, just to give other people good moments and um, I had maybe the best jam in my life, I had it with Gados, so Matteo Gadoni, so I would like to to bring him into this jam and I love Ryan. I uh, would bring him to, and if there is a third player, then uh, Sasha Schatzinger because we know each other um, well. We know how we play, and uh, yeah, we we don't have to talk so much anymore. Although we haven't played much the last years, but I think we still remember.
1: So. Wow, well, I like uh, that's a nice, that would be a great jam to watch, and and I would let it be for people with Sasha in there. So. You, Matteo Godoni, Ryan Young, and Sasha. That's a beautiful foursome. Yes, it is. We'll book your round-trip tickets to that Thailand beach soon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Woo-hoo!
0: So, Ilka, how much time do you spend on the rankings?
2: Well, not so much. Um, it's Kolya who's doing um, most, really most of the work and it's amazing how much time he he spends uh, with it. And um, I don't know if people know how much time it takes. It's uh, crazy. And he's always inventing new stuff. And that's kind of the problem because he's changing a lot with the system all the time. And then he had to teach me again. And uh so I'm kind of waiting a little until um, we like finished it. Um, but I like he tells me when he has not enough time to do it, and then he tells me, could you calculate it now?" And then I'll do it. But I'm still kind of waiting that it's actually really starting that we could do it half half. But um, he doesn't need me in the moment. Yeah. So
0: uh, three kind of three things first one is just a follow-up question so when you say he's changing it what is he changing
2: um more not not the system um but the technical stuff
0: okay so just how the spreadsheet actually does the calculations
2: and he's he's the excel expert and i'm not at all so he always has to teach me if he (laughs) if he changed something
0: cool okay and then the second thing is just you mentioned how much time it takes. It's just yeah. amazing that you and especially Colia are stepping up and doing so much for our sport. So I just want to say super thank you to Colia and super thank you to you and just yeah. make sure that everyone does understand this is a really serious commitment. So good job, guys. We need you. And then the third thing is I just wanted your perspective on how important do you think this is to the sport and how do the rankings get used?
2: I don't know how to answer that question. Like on a personal level, I think everyone uh, is different. Like some people um, ask a lot about rankings, like when will they appear? So there are people who are really interested in it. And I think a lot of people... Don't even know where where they are in the ranking, and um, but I mean it's important for for the tournaments and to have the pools and to make the pools and don't have discussions all the time like who's the better player or not. So I think there's there's no way there's no ranking to to make it easier for organizers to to have a objective thing they can uh, rely on and don't have to discuss things. But I don't think that the ranking really shows uh, who is like the best players. I mean, um, you can get an idea, but it, it, it's definitely not the reality.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely depends on how many competitions you go to and how well you perform in a competition versus exactly. how good of a jammer you are. But I really like that it, it gives us data to base our pool seating on, whereas in the past, it was all subjective, and so it would would create some arguments sometimes. We've heard some old stories about people doing the pick your poison thing and how much of a challenge that was. And now we don't have to worry about that anymore because we have the rankings. So I think it really makes okay. a difference for us.
1: So Ilka, do you have a role model for freestyle frisbee?
2: Yeah, I, I like to watch videos of Cindy St. Marys, and uh, yeah, I love how she plays. And I really wish to meet her one day to to jam with her, but I could get nervous.
1: Uh, I'll, le- I'll let her know when I see her this weekend. She'll be very happy to hear that.
2: Well, she already heard it, uh, and it's a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> <but> <laughs> it's a good yeah, embarrassing. It's, I, co- I hope I can keep up with her.
0: I think you'll do okay.
1: Yeah, I think you'll do okay. How do you say meow in German?
2: Meow? Meow. You know,
1: like the cat. The, the cat. cat.
2: Meow. Yeah. Same thing. No, I thought
1: you told me something different at Frisvier that was like say what is the German way to say what a cat's noise is?
2: No, schnurren. We schnurren.
1: Didn't,
2: didn't we yeah, talk about the mm, mm, like the thing when the, you the, oh, uh, the purr. pet her.
1: Yeah, you call it a schnurren. Schnurren. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna go off and do some schnugging right now. And <laughs> okay.
2: so, find someone to pet you. And on that note, go shnug. <laughs>
1: All right, you guys. Right. Thanks, Ilka. I'll Talk to you thank later. Bye, bye. Bye, Jake. Bye. Again, I want to thank you, Ilka Zimone for joining us on shooting the frisbees. It was really great to have you with us, and uh, look forward to seeing you at some of the tournaments here coming up in 2018.
0: Yeah, really great to have you on, Elko. It was wonderful to talk to you. Uh, so for those of you listening, if you're hearing this just as it's posted, uh, the Lazzaroni event is being live streamed on Frisbee Guru. So you could tune in right now and see it. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to all the people there. They're having a great time. And a uh, special thanks to Chris, who's uh, running the camera and sending us the stream. Uh, so if you out there listening and watching are enjoying this podcast, enjoying the live stream, Please feel free to donate. That's what helps us keep the lights on.
1: All right. Well, with that, Jake, happy holidays to everyone out there. And I will talk to you next week.
0: Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. To contact us or for more info, check us out. At frisbeeguru.com Home to Haynesville Shooting the frisbees And live streaming Freestyle frisbee Oh yeah